0: Yeah. <laughs> all right sorry all i got right. my composure now we've got Screw it you we've got it Take we are
1: rolling
0: rolling klos reverse 50 Podcast, looking back over 50 years of rock in southern california welcome i'm rita Wild, and it's my pleasure to be here at klos to look at the impact this station has had on the southern california rock scene radio history culture the community it serves, and its heritage and legacy. Joining us for the embryonic journey is KLOS afternoon personality and our co-host, Gary Moore. Howdy. And joining us also is music industry veteran and KLOS announcer, Ken Anthony. Hey there. And Stu Herrera, KLOS announcer and promo and imaging wizard. Glad to be here
1: (laughs) for the (laughs) KLOS.
0: The KLOS 15 Reverts podcast. Let's kick it off. Here we go. So why do this 50 in Reverse podcast? Well, for me, myself, it's about legacy. It was more than just a place to work. It became my home. These folks here became my family. And this year, KLOS celebrates 50 years of existence in one format. There are only a few radio stations across the country that have continued in format for five decades. Think about some of the legendary radio stations in Southern California that don't exist anymore. Now, as much as everybody loved Kami t its replacement, the Wave, has actually been around longer than KMET was in existence. Whoa. There were other great stations here like K West, KNEC, The Sound, KHJ, The Edge, Arrow, KEZY, Indie 103, KNX FM, KSCA, KRLA, and Pirate Radio, just to name a few. Wow. We beat them all!
1: I think he named them all.
0: <laughs> uh, none of these stations will ever celebrate their 50th anniversary. Like KLOS is doing this year, and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this podcast. How about the rest of you?
2: Well, yeah, I'm. I became a fan. I already knew about the station before I even got to Los Angeles in '85. So I'm, I'm a fan and an employee, and uh, I love the audience and I love the music we play. I mean, this is my favorite kind of music. So this is it for me, you know. Jeez. Yeah, grew up uh grew up in Southern California grew up in orange County
1: I grew up listening to all of the stations I, was, I listened to you on KZY, Rita listen to KZY am and my first little sister yeah I I didn't I wasn't aware of Klos till I got a little bit older and then I'm like oh my gosh oh, they, they and they were playing at the time you know like the heaviest music I could Heard. I remember being on a beach in Catalina with my radio and it was on KLOS. I remember that much. And Black Sabbath came on. I didn't know what it was. And the guy (laughs) on the towel next to me was like, Right
2: on, dude. Sabbath. Turn it up. (laughs) (laughs) And Stu saw God.
1: Yeah, that was was (laughs) apparently a big moment for me. (laughs) Ken.
3: Um, well, I actually um, uh, knew about KLOS growing up in the Bay Area. It's a you know, famous national station, and, and the opportunity to actually come here in uh, the spring of 91 to program the station was a, was a real thrill for me. And to, uh, to, to show you what an uh, ascent I've made in my career, I've gone from the program director to a, a lowly weekend DJ here now, uh, but uh, <laughs> um, still part of it
2: and love every minute of it. We've got got a lot of different ones we're going to do too. This is you've got a whole list of them.
0: Yeah, over the course of the uh, the year, each of the fifty in reverse podcast episodes, going to feature at least twelve, maybe more, different epic moments from the past fifty years of KLOS and rock music in Southern California. So let's take a look at some of the episodes. Uh, The next one on tap uh, looks like the early years of KLOS.
2: Yeah, and you know I was doing a lot of research uh, and and have been for uh, the the website that we've got coming up with all. All the you know there's a the timeline and stuff like that, and it it looks like it was January of 1969 when KBC FM was the call letters then switched over because the FCC said you couldn't run the same thing on FM as you had on AM. And KBC AM was running news and, and talk, I think, it's, and all that sort of thing, and they'd been doing it a little bit on FM. So they switched over to this love format that the <laughs> group uh, program director at the time, or, or the head of, AB, of FM uh, radio in New York, Alan Shaw, came up with this love format for all the stations. So uh, they kept the call letters KBC K, FM yeah, KBC, for a while, FM for for a couple more years. Uh-huh. And uh, he switched the call letters, which we were talking about earlier, in New York from WABC-FM <laughs> to WPLJ, which was a so Frank Zappa, the mother song. Yeah,
1: so we both had to do it.
2: Yeah. And, in
0: Chicago, WLS-AM uh-huh. and FM. Right. WLS became...
1: WLS-FM became... I forget what that one was. The, the, loop, the loop, I the think, loop, think it, was right? Right? Was it? Oh, okay. WLUP. So, yeah, there's a... Uh, <laughs> this... Oh, you've got something up to sleeve. <laughs> yeah, present. well, you know, since we're talking about it... Um, that's a mighty, uh, mighty shiny production on the air..
0: I can honestly say, isn't that crazy, isn't I it? didn't listen then. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. That was, you know, I've got an air check from Brother John, uh, who was that he, they were sending in tapes that they would do, I guess, in New York and send them all over right. of this love format. Yeah, yeah. And on there was everything from like Ray Charles yeah. to uh, Aretha Franklin to I think some Carol King and and Bread, and it was it was like the new rock. In Los Angeles what the mm-hmm. LA heavy. but then they would do the Abbey Road album in its entirety and stuff like this it's like a this whole mix of, of different things yeah. that was going on that first year because you know go back and listen to the underground radio from those days it was still kind of like trying to feel its way around yeah
1: it, this was actually uh, at least that stuff is pretty highly produced compared to probably what was going on at uh, oh, yeah you know at 94.7 and at 105.5 they were just flying by the seat of their pants I don't think they had anything like this that's like some money behind it and
0: yeah yeah <laughs> And don't forget, also, still at that time, AM was the dominant king. Right, uh, KHJ was uh, beating all the FM stations, uh, probably till about the mid early seventies.
2: At the end of nineteen, I think it was the end of nineteen seventy four. KLOS had finally beaten all of the other um, AM stations. It was the number one. I, it may have happened before the end of 74, but I know at the end of 74, KLOS was the number one music station beating all the AM top 40s at the time, which were still pretty hot, obviously, um, and beat KMET that year, and everybody else was on FM that was doing the music. Check. Thing. Here, check, check this one out. Oops. Hey.
1: Stones, Beatles, Dylan, Burden, Blind faith, blood, sweat, and tears, this is love, and i Brother John. Yeah,
2: baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How 1969 is that? But I can, it, it, I can see the Ascot around us. It, <laughs> <laughs> the nice roots we have here, huh? Uh,
0: we're going to talk with uh, one of the former program directors from the early years, also some of the early talent. Right. That's uh, one of the podcasts upcoming. Another one is the Bob Coburn and Rockline years. Oh.
2: Mm-hmm it was required listening on monday nights for me and when i was Absolutely. back in louisville and wherever you were when you when i got here yeah yeah
0: I, the original host was B. Mitchell-Reed, who was, of course, uh, somebody who was well-known in AM radio, and I guess at that time it was more about personality and stuff like that, and B. Mitchell-Reed, when he went over to FM, I think he was at, at KMT, then he came over here, mm-hmm. but Joni Mitchell supposedly wrote the song You Turn Me I'm a Radio, I'm a radio for B. Mitchell-Reed. No way. Yeah, you uh-huh. know, and it's, it's like he was like the groovy hippie guy, and I know that he really had an impact on Bob Coburn. Oh sure. And yeah. he was like the first host and then I think he got sick and you know he worked it out to where Bob could be the host which was pretty amazing. For, yeah,
1: for most of the I mean the the overwhelming majority of the time that um Rockline was on the air, Bob was the host. There were all There were several different hosts of it. I believe the Steve Downs, didn't Downs host it for a little while? I think Ricky Rackman hosted it for a while. Yeah, Yeah. maybe just strictly as a guest host, but yeah, he had a tiny little piece of that. But, you know, Rockline and Bob Coburn are
2: synonymous. Um, Think about how rare that is, though. uh, I mean, nobody. there, there was never a talk show where you could call in and talk to your musical heroes. Not too many. Other than that I know of that that was, that was on a regular basis as Rockline. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be back in Poduck, Kentucky, where I grew up, and go, "Wait a minute, I can I can call Robert Plant." <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, And it was how great. cool is that? It was great working here because a lot of times, you know, they would allow us to go over to the studio, and so you got to meet the your favorite, yeah, you know, your favorite artist. It's like, oh my god! Yeah. And then you just sit in awe of Bob Coburn because. The guy just had such a way with words. And then it expounded and expanded uh, to where it was politics. It was, I I believe, uh, Rock the Vote. They had um, Bill Clinton on and Al Gore. Oh, wow. It was was really uh, kind of earth-shaking at that particular time. I have
2: to tell you, just from an air personality standpoint and doing the DJ thing, I learned so much listening to Bob Coburn do not only his show here in KLOS, but doing the Rockline show. Sure. Uh, You know, his temperament. The way that he was prepared, everything that about him, I didn't want to you know steal his act, but I I, I was like, okay, this guy is tuned in, and I if, if I want to be in this market for any length of time, I got to be that good.
1: That's that's as, right. As yeah. yeah, that yeah. was the he, standard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could still be learning from. Oh, that's the great thing about KLOS is yeah. we play those every single day, and on Mondays we play you know you know two long half hour segments, and you can just you know listen to his craft and you know you can kind of break it down and you know see like you know it's all out it's, they all, it's all there for anybody to listen to yeah you've totally prepared and he's totally affable and uh ken you you've, you've well, got a point. he was great to work with too as the
3: as the program director you know i was a young guy here in the early 90s and you know maybe a little intimidated like what you were saying Gary to to walk in and you know guys like you know Bob Coburn and, and Gina Michelini but Bob mm-hmm. couldn't have been more of a gentleman and I know Rita you worked with yeah. him probably longer than any of us and so it was it was beyond just his musical knowledge he was just a you know first class person it Amen. was just a great to work
2: Amen. with
0: him absolutely and his loss Hit us all really, really hard. But the great thing is that, you know, we're going to be doing this podcast episode. I've lined up a couple of the producers that first worked with the show that are going to talk about it. And then we have so many great uh, on-air clips that we can do also. Uh, Another one of our podcasts is going to deal with an era called the Mark and Brian era. Who? Yeah, there's two local guys on the radio. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Two local LA DJs. I I don't know.
2: Wow. Yeah, so... Is, the, is, is, that, is 30 Minutes going to be able to contain that one? Well,
0: huh. uh, who knows? So I, you had to I work have, with him.
2: Uh, uh, you had a nice greeting. With,
3: <laughs> I mentioned with uh, what a pleasure it was to work with uh, Bob Coburn. Uh, this is Ken Anthony here. But uh, uh, as far as Mark and Brian, uh, well, um, let's just say that... Uh, they were golfers, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. They were. They were kind of like uh, they kind of they kind of ran the the station for a while there, and I, I happened to show up, and uh, I'll never forget one of the first few months. Actually, the first month I, I started working here in '91, they knew I was into golf, so um, I' listening on the air, and they uh, uh, proceeded to try and hit a golf ball through my window in the old La Cienega building, and I could hear the whoosh of the of the golf club. And they missed my window, but they broke two windows <laughs> on either side. And they finally got one in my window, and they were all excited. And the, the GM at the time, General Manager Bill Summers, was none too thrilled. But I'll never forget walking to my office, glass all over the place. I found the golf ball, and, and, and written on it was, Welcome to KLOS New PD Ken. <laughs> didn't even put my last name. They knew I was going to be a, a one in a long line. Yeah. But... Uh, there was something else. I don't think they knew it.
2: <laughs> I played That's softball against down. Mark Thompson when I was in college. He was in Knoxville. Is that right? Oh man, he, he was, was working great. For w- we talked about yeah. that, we, we, and they were always super nice to me. But uh, he was a WRJZ in Knoxville, and we talked about. Oh, he goes, "Oh yeah, you were in that that with the record people? Yeah, yeah, yeah." W W David. It was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I look forward to that one. For me, I enjoyed the guys immensely first of all, because they, they rescued me from morning drive. I was supposed to only <laughs> yeah, do that for you know right. a couple of months and it wound up being 13 months. And I'm not a morning person, people. And they didn't want a personality. It was just somebody to just say something, something on the records and it was like, please get here, guys. Please get here, guys. <laughs> and I remember it was like September 9th, 1987 and I had uh, taken a plane to London. I went to go meet my boyfriend over there and it was like, then I was hearing all these stories about uh, you know, they said, what about the motorcycles you know opening up the door and what they did what how long they did didn't, you <laughs> they didn't play two for tuesday they only played one yeah. what
1: yeah oh. <laughs> how long did did you you know because then you were engineer
0: i was an engineer for a while yeah for a couple of years you know
1: (laughs) so it was great
0: running running the board with them you know so that's you know it was like you know being technically proficient which is why my board work drives me crazy now because i I used to have it so down you do uh so but um anyway it was great working with them and their rapport and then meeting so many fascinating people one of Mm -hmm. the best moments ever i've got to be honest. Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks uh-huh. were in studio. Uh-huh. It's like about 7.30 in the morning. And there were a couple of incidents where we didn't have coffee ready or somebody was supposed to get something. And it was uh-huh. like, there's a little bit of, oh, well, it, she started singing Landslide. And I mm. looked at Mark and I looked at Brian. I couldn't look at him long because he was gonna cry just like I was. I mean, uh-huh. it was one of the most beautiful wow. things I'd ever witnessed yeah. in my life. Uh-huh. Fantastic. A lot of great moments from there. So, uh, a lot of great things with Mark and Brian. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll deal with them and let you know more about that. Also <laughs> on the podcast, uh, talk about some of the legendary concerts. like Us Festival.
2: California Jam. Mm-hmm. Back in 74.
0: Cal Jam, yeah.
2: Deep Purple and ELP and... Um, a new band that was up and coming called the Eagles,
0: Eagles? With Jackson
2: Brown, oh yeah, and uh, uh, Ozzy and Sabbath, and then that was in April of '74, and they got played on Channel Seven the next month over, I think, a couple of Friday nights, right, and KLOS yeah. did the simulcast, and that was sort of like the beginning of the Rainbow Sticker era, because they, if you go back and look at some of that footage, there's a big rainbow behind uh, the the stage there. And that kind of started the whole uh, the, the whole rainbow, rainbow sticker, sticker thing which uh, is which,
0: still amazing that so many yeah. people have those and collect those and that's just pretty pretty amazing you see them
3: all over the world really the hmm.
1: uh, klos
0: rainbow yeah. stickers uh, yeah yeah Yeah.
1: Did you mention the US Festival?
0: Uh, US Festival. I think that was uh, one of the weekends I worked. The first one. Yeah. Running the board. I think I'd just been hired full time. I started like part time. Mm -hmm. uh, January twenty eighth, nineteen eighty three, and then May. I was supposed to go to Hawaii. My sister was getting married in Hawaii, and it was like, I can't. I I have to work. US Festival. No, I have to work. had to work. I had to run Run the the board board Mm -hmm. because we were broadcasting live from out there. And and Bob and, and Steve Downs right there. Well, let's see what David Lee Roth has to say. Uh, whoops. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Dude, it, did it, it, you have a delay? Yeah.
2: Was there a delay? No, there no. was no delay. <laughs> there was no delay. <laughs> oh, and you know, and nice. it was.
0: Uh, you, you, hey, man, you need. I want to here girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> you squirt me with that water bottle
1: one more time, bro. I'm gonna jump down there and bang your girlfriend. Oh. Here's a little piece from uh, from earlier that day. ...the most for this day, and it is an hour, roughly, before Quiet Ride will hit the stage, and there have got to be more people here now than were here at the peak of yesterday. It's an unbelievable sight to see how many people are continuing to stream in. I mean, you'd think that sooner or later it's going to have to uh, sort of abate a little bit, but uh, it is a constant stream coming in both from the camping area and from the parking area. And as far as we can see, literally as far as the eye can see, there is a wall of humanity still on its way in here. So this place is going to be packed. <laughs> That's the understatement Was that Tommy? Who was
0: that? That's yeah. Tommy Hedges, uh, the program director for a long time. Actually, the guy who hired me. And he went to work with Jeff Pollock, and they also hosted the Live Aid uh, show. Um, But yeah, a lot of great things happened with uh, Mr. Hadges, who just retired. I saw him last year for his big birthday. He's going to come in and talk about some things, too, on this here thing. Uh, Another thing we're going to talk about is the Sunset Strip years. And the years that, you know, it, it was just insane because we'd have so many of the local bands, you know, like Rat motley crew mm-hmm. uh
1: there's a big history with great white in this radio station absolutely. right yeah still have like platinum albums oh, right. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. around nikki six is coming in here next week is he uh-huh
0: oh we should interview him oh i'm sure we will okay good mm-hmm. i'll have to remember that mm-hmm. uh breakfast with the beatles
2: still going strong
0: yeah yeah and, and it's interesting how it kind of started it started off on different stations and I think the last time it was on either it was KLSX or. Yeah, it was on K- KLSX. Yeah, was it was Rachel? KLSX. Yeah. Rachel?
3: Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, with Rachel, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rachel O'Donoghue. Uh-huh. Was it right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Rachel O'Donoghue. Trying to remember. Um, it's just weird. I remember being in London and, and talking with REM, and it's like, you know, I'm from West and it's like, uh, I love your stuff. And it goes, wait, oh, from Los Angeles, do you know? Deirdre Donahue. Deirdre Donahue. That was driving me crazy. Yes, Deirdre, Deirdre. Deirdre, Deirdre Donahue. Deirdre Donahue. Was... Right, Deirdre. Rachel Sorry Donahue about that. was another story. start it? at that. It's a podcast. <laughs> 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 I hope so. It's okay. Rachel, uh, yeah. we're
2: only human here, you know? Deirdre Donahue, right.
0: Yeah, so Breakfast with the Beatles, uh, I think. Um, the guy that hosts it now, Mr. Drama Chris Carter. <laughs> Carter, yeah. Chris his Carter. name escapes my mind Beetle <laughs> Chris. all the time also. Yeah, the bass player for Drama Rama. <laughs> we love you, Chris. His name escapes his own mind all the time. It's fine. Well, there were so many different hosts at various different times, you know, uh, yeah. and until him, he came around and kind of like established it as his own. You but know, he, Chris
1: Carter was in Drama Rama. you know, that, that's right. right. I mean, yeah. He's <laughs> uh, uh, been hosting the show now. I don't even know uh, how to guess it. How many years? 15, Probably 20? 15, yeah.
0: At 15. least, and At I least. saw him uh-huh. on a billboard out towards Morongo. Right. He's yeah, got a, I saw that. Too. Yeah, hey, Chris oh, cool. Carter. Dapper. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's uh,
3: kind of a Sunday morning tradition in Southern California. It I've is. Seen, yeah, you know celebrities, you know like Jimmy Fallon, people like that, talking about listening to Breakfast with the Beatles. So it's been comp- kind of a tradition. On Sunday mornings, here in Southern California, for a long time.
0: And then the thing too is, like, I mean, to have Beatles like Ringo, yeah, and Paul McCartney call in, or you Checked know, in. yeah, it's, it's it's great stuff. Great I've heard of that band. Yeah, have and, you really? Not? And multi generational <laughs> when you have the
2: the parents uh, turning yeah. their kids on, and then the grandkids on yeah. to you know, a good song is a good song is a good song. It belongs to everybody. You know, in in a thousand years, when they
1: excavate this civilization, whoever's left, they're gonna they're gonna know who the Beatles. Yeah. Yes. They're gonna, oh, oh, this is the music of the 20th and 21st century. They, were, they changed everything. But, yeah, Absolutely. Really.
0: <laughs> uh, some of the other things we're going to highlight: uh, the storied radio wars with other stations,
1: with other station.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> with, KMET. Are no longer with yes. the
1: KMET stuff, you would you
3: yeah. guys yeah. probably really listen I mean, to that?
0: Yeah, but you know, it, it, it's weird and, and it's unfortunate because KMET was the the. Sh-
2: Oh, the Shiza. The, the, we can say Shiza. That. We're not on the air. We can say shit. Yeah. It was the mayor.
0: KMT was the shit. I mean, that's where you know it was really a, a tribal sort of thing. You know, it's like that's where all the bands went. I remember Mary Turner interviewing Bruce Springsteen. It's like, and I remember meeting Mer- Mary Turner once. I said, "But you interviewed Bruce Springsteen." and She goes, uh, "Who are you?" Yeah. Yeah. Whatever.
1: On a day's work.
0: But you know, it, it was KMT was the social fabric. I think a lot because of uh, you know the Paraquat issue and and the personalities. I mean, they they had some great great hosts there. You know, Jim Ladd and Jeff Gonzer. And What's Paraquat funny is that Kelly. eventually
1: everybody worked at both stations. Yes. Yeah,
0: exactly. Sooner or later, right? exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So it, it's kind of you know it's weird as you look back fifty years for KLOS. I mean, this station is celebrating fifty years, but somebody like Kimi too, yeah. who everybody remembers. Um, you know no longer exists
2: and it's a shame i think there's room in this particular city for a couple of rock stations i mean there has been over the years yeah I there, think. Has, there has been
0: we had to fight with uh arrow which i know that you were at uh yeah. C. yeah and then we yeah. became candy c north there was no yeah. <laughs> there was no real fighting <laughs>
1: right. there was no but the only fight that we really had with you guys was like you know was when we played softball together yeah. We used to, you know, play. Uh, we used to play you guys, and that's when the first time that I laid eyes on Joe Benson and Bob yeah. Coburn. I'm like, oh, okay, wow, these guys are good. They beat the hell out of us yeah. any time we ever played uh, softball with them. But yeah, and then you know, KLSX classic rock for a while with Howard
3: Stern in the morning. There was always a, a bit of a competition there, and then of course, Rita, you could speak to the sound.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess there was a lot of stuff with the sound and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, KLOS, and I. Uh, no, you hold you personally, you personally had, responsible. You had nothing or, to do with hacking
2: into the station and getting the ad on the banner. <laughs> you yeah. had nothing to do with that, uh-huh. or the billboard behind the KLOS oh, station. That's, that's that, that was yeah. perfect placement. Counting you our commercials,
1: that was
3: yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but hey, we you know. must we must mention that which station is still standing. Exactly,
0: KLOS. Nice try,
2: hundred point three.
0: Yeah, nice try, Cami T. It's it's KLOS celebrating 50 years. The Fraser Smith Morning Show. Two hip. hip. Fraser was Will uh, you be able to get that some? guy? Uh I think <laughs> so. See around.
2: What's he doing these days?
0: I hear he's actually got a radio show. I had it. Really? I Where? had a two hip
2: sticker on my Toyota Tercel in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. That's a true story. A friend of Whoa. mine uh, at Warner Brothers, I think it was Sue Emmert Warner Brothers sent me uh, the KLOS stickers and I put the two hip. They had no idea what the hell he was talking about.
0: Uh. But hey,
2: but hey, that was driving around.
0: But uh, Frazier's on the air here uh, Sunday nights. Sunday nights. Now, yeah. now,
3: Rita and 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 Gary and Stu, because you guys have probably been in the market, especially you two, longer than than I have. Um, was he doing the New Year's Day stuff when he was on KLOS too? the, yeah. the, the, the I
2: parade. I want to say that as I Yeah, the absolutely. Pa- yeah. The, rose yeah, the rose stuff. Parade. Yeah, 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 the rose yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So
1: it would be back in the days when you could just turn either there was no delay or you could turn it off and override right. it, which is impossible today. Yeah. And he would he would tell the audience. Turn your TV down, turn the radio up, and we will provide the blow-by-blow <laughs> yeah, account was, of the. Oh, that was the pre history science. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. It was right. it was great stuff because Fraser used to to work at Rock when it was loose and and completely uh, personality oriented, and uh, then he came over here uh, and and really cemented KLOS as far as a uh, stable. Uh, station morning show and then you had people like bob coburn and j.j um, jackson and yeah. all these other great legendary people on the air here uh so frazier has got some great stories like the time that he drove a tank down i think it was wilshire boulevard he had a movie tv show it was the he was the bomb man yeah
3: <laughs> he's still kind of funny today yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow i think he's great I think he's... the sunday show's crazy yeah uh the 90s and the aughts uh, I don't remember much from those because it, most of my time was just dealing with the legal. And I, <laughs> and I don't want don't to... Uh, but you were uh, a music
2: director when things yeah. changed here at KLOS, when... They decided that they wanted to start reporting to Radio and Records as an alternative station, I believe, and Active Rock. Active Rock. No, it was alternative because they wanted to. Yeah, Cindy Maxwell, I think, was doing the uh, column for Alternative or AOR at at Radio and Records, uh which is a trade magazine for those who don't know what that is. And for years, Kalos had been AOR, Album Oriented Radio, Album Oriented Rock, whatever you want to call it. And then they decided that. Well, we decided that KLOS has evolved. The program director at the time said, "KLOS is now. This is part of our evolution." And they went. We're going after K Rock, if I'm not mistaken. And, and Kim kind was a big
0: part of that too when he came in here. It's well, like you know, we got to play Nirvana. Well,
2: I mentioned that you know
3: when when I came here in '91. I mean, that happened to be the year that Metallica's Black album God, came yes. out and yeah. Nirvana's Nevermind album came out. And and we played Enter Sandman by Metallica. We played Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana and. That was kind of ballsy stuff to play back then yeah. because, you know, this was 91 and kind of a, a whole new era of rock. And that's one of the things that KLOS has always done, has always been kind of on the forefront of, of, of musical movements and musical changes. And you still are today, you know, playing Rival Sons and new stuff from some killer, you know, local bands and, and mm-hmm. national bands.
0: That's great stuff. Uh, era, now, this is the part where I, I left because uh, the owner of the company... At that time, wanted me to change the thread, <laughs> fire everybody, <laughs> fire everybody, fire everybody, and and go after uh, that uh, that alternative that station. That was
1: uh, that was the reason that I was brought in. I was brought in as the no, first this is the case... second time. Oh, the second time. The second time. Oh. I tried again.
0: Yeah, that was with Carrie. Yeah. That so was yeah, Carrie. and it was KNC North.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then
0: uh, this was another time. This was like about 2008 eightish oh. when I left. Oh, so yeah. I'm getting onto the next yeah, yeah topic. I, mean, I think it was January 24th, 2009, but officially on the books till the end of the year. So technically, it was 27 years. Right, Thank you very right. much. Wow. Um, okay. But uh, Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. Now, when they first came over here, it was just Heidi and yeah, Frank. Heidi and Frank, right? right. And yeah. You, and they
3: were at KLSX when they were doing talk for a while in yeah. the middle in the middle of the day.
2: Yeah, right. Very f- very successful. Followed Howard there. in the morning, right. and it exactly. was huge. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. That's yeah.
0: But they uh, they started off. Well, I think in Denver, but then they were on uh, 98.7. And Star,
2: 98.7. <laughs> you
0: know, I like I liked listening to Frosty. I like listening to Frank, but not uh, Jamie, girl.
1: Yeah, Jamie was oh before uh, Heidi, and she oh was crazy. She's she's crazy she drove Wait. her uh, drove her car into like an, a, a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend's house or garage or something to make a point
0: yeah she she you know <laughs> she didn't come off as a nice person but <laughs> yeah. Heidi seems like a really nice
3: person and then i she guess is, they worked yeah. here I, her. I think you have a chance yeah. to interview frosty heidi and frank for i don't a know podcaster? i've never met them.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who are they <laughs> oh they're a great morning show no i think they do a fantastic job huge and, following and, and to do what they've done in this market with this station, you owe them a lot of respect. And I'm so happy that they got Frosty back, too. Let
2: me tell you something yeah. from personal experience, and she will back me up on this. I don't care who you are, how funny you are, to get up at 3.30 in, in the morning or earlier and to come in and, and to be fun <laughs> yeah, for four hours, <laughs> to be witty, and to do it consistently day in and day out is tough you know, as hell to do. I mean, here's a perfect example. It's four a.m. in
3: the morning. We're doing this podcast. And I don't think we're very funny. <laughs> that's no.
0: the only studio <laughs> wow. time. We're drunk anyway. Who cares? I mean, another one of those <laughs> over there.
2: But seriously, I, they, they, I've, I'm always amazed about how sharp they are and how yeah. and they've got. The, I mean, it's really running on all cylinders yes. right now. And, and
1: it's been seven years. Wow, wow.
0: that's yeah. great. Right. That is awesome. Closer cool. to ten than, than not. Yeah, so I'm I'm really happy for them, and I think they do a fantastic job. And obviously, with the ratings, that proves that. They get big shows, huge fans. Yeah, like well, or yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. It's good stuff. Another topic: uh, Jonesy's jukebox. Uh, everybody knows Steve Are we Jones. we gonna
1: do a Jonesy's jukebox uh, uh, podcast, That's what it right? Says. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. I love Jonesy.
3: Um, I've probably met him three or four times, and he goes, "Who are you?
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> What's your name again?" <laughs> Does he actually ask
1: you, "Who are you?" Because he just walked
3: past you. I don't even think
2: he
0: sees you. You probably know to... him, Steve. You, yeah. Gary, because you run Does into him, him every I day. I see him every day.
1: I work with him every day.
2: I, I, yeah. And Stu works with him every day. And yeah. I, it, it's, I, you know, sometimes I go, and, and because, yeah, I have to be professional and be, you know, an air person here and stuff like that. But there's it's like a, fan. but there's like a 19 year old in me going, that's. You know the six, pick, you know these, the, <laughs> yeah. these. He helped changed music forever, Never. and you <laughs> see that. And, and some of the people that come in here, you know the Dave Grohl's and the people like that. You know Brian oh, May. Them. Brian May of Queen came in here, and he didn't know what show he was going to be on. He just he just Jones <laughs> Jones' jukebox, and they was, <laughs> because his PR people were, were taking him for Tell this to book K- that he did. Go yeah, to KLS. KLS. Okay, sure. So Brian sits down with him. Go. Wait a minute. Oh, you're Steve from the Sex pilot Oh, we were at the studio. We were making the records at the same time when they were making news of the world. And that's all that Brian really wanted. He said, the hell with the book. Let's just talk about those days. Uh, That's fantastic. (laughs) And I think that's
3: what's great about the show. It's, It's not like an interview show per se. It's like rock stars inside, look, inside rock stars talking about Rock star yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: there's a um, there's a level that he is at that none of us can really be at. Where they have they live in the same world. And they can they have that rapport together because they've yeah. lived that life on yeah. the road and yeah. making records and stuff together. And they speak as equals. And like you know, I don't know. I I, I can't get there.
2: Yeah. You, you just don't have the same you just don't have the same experience. And Bob it's, Dylan, it's awesome to hear. Bob Dylan. Yeah, had Steve come in and play on his album. <laughs> wow. Demanded. I mean, yeah. Th- that doesn't get any, it doesn't get any right, cooler than gathered. that. Yeah.
0: I mean, one thing that yeah, I will say like the early, uh, the 90s and the aughts uh, was Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, the films. And we did, you know, because we were owned by Disney at that time. So right. we got to do, you know, big premieres, uh, you know, all the interviews, all that kind of stuff. Never once did Johnny Depp come into the station. So what oh, happens? Right. He comes in on mm-hmm. Steve Jones' show. Of right. course. You know, With which the I vampires. thought was
2: awesome. Yeah. he He's hugged me. Yeah, he whole... Wow. He hugged or, me. He said, <laughs> "I said, hey, the vampires. We we get a lot of requests for that." He came with like, "Oh man, that's great." Uh-huh. And 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 the other thing about the '90s was, uh, were there a lot of great shows that happened? Staples Center open with Bruce and the East Street Band right. for four nights. Four nights. We were there for all four of those nights, broadcasting live. Hey. We had the Zeppelin resumption in London. Flew over there you and saw there that, and that. And I called yes. in Joe Benson, and I called in Mark and Brian the next morning because I got like. 20 minutes of sleep. I was I was that amped for the whole thing. Wouldn't I could not believe what I'd seen. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It's still surreal. It's still surreal. Well, you know, it's it was th- no concert had ever been that big with a, a, the band of that much at stake.
0: Who was that? Probably
2: cleaning crew. Um, okay.
0: So uh, a couple of other quick things. Uh, former KLOS DJs. Some of them uh, are going to uh, to join us. I won't say which ones. Uh, some long time employees. Some uh, people in the sales staff that have worked here longer than any of us. Uh, and also the current lineup uh, of KLOS. So that means you know people like Marcy. And uh, well, you're here in uh, Greg, Greg B.
2: Harrell, who just mm-hmm. is now is on at nights, yeah. Yeah, every night.
0: And then uh, also what's next for KLOS? Because there's so many exciting, wonderful things that are happening this year as part of the 50th anniversary. And that's why, you know, it's it's just to look back fondly, remember where we came from and just take that energy and take mm-hmm. it forward.
1: There's just too much stuff that you could ever talk about in one sitting. So we're spread it out over over the whole year. Every month, podcasts. there'll be a new one.
2: I look forward to it. Sweet
0: It's KLOS Reverse 50 Podcast Thank you, Gary Moore 50 in reverse Thank you, Stu Herrera Thank you Thank you, Ken Anthony Thank
2: you Thank you, Rita All
1: right Oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, wait I just, you know You know how I am (laughs) And we go out We go out to the music Off
0: into the sunset Love it